Hi, it's Nina. Welcome back to Weed Wild and Woke. Uh, This is episode nine. I'm not going to talk about what we're going to talk about today yet, but today I'm not by myself, which is super awesome. I have Glenn with me. Hi. Hanging out, vibing, talking about some interesting things today. Actually, we don't have a plan for today. Um, It was more of like I wanted to just kind of vent and get things off my chest and just have a conversation about it. So I think this is the first week where I'm not doing like background research or you know, writing a kind of outline for what I want the episode to look like. I'm just kind of winging it just because I felt like this was a conversation I wanted to have or needed to have or just needed to get off my chest. But before we get into all of that, I do have a small check-in highlights of the week, um, which I enjoy doing, but apparently... Glenn does not, so he's struggling in the background, but I don't know. I don't really have too many updates either. Um, There was something I wanted to say, but I completely forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. I am photographing a wedding in a little under two weeks now, and I'm pretty much freaking out because I've procrastinated and I have not worked on anything that I've needed to work on to prepare and get ready for this. Um... I hope my friend isn't listening who referred me to the, for this job because, you know, I've, I've I've been thinking about it. My mind has been on it 24-7, but I haven't gone out there and actually taken photos or practiced. So this next two weeks is going to be crazy of me just squeezing in moments to, like, try and edit and practice any kind of photography that I can up until the wedding day, uh, which sounds horrible, but... Honestly, that's just where I'm at, and that's kind of how I learn best, and you know, it's worked out for me this far in life, so I'm just, I'm just gonna have fun and enjoy it, but yeah, this next two weeks is gonna be pretty stressful until that wedding day happens. I still have to go buy things as well, so obviously, aside from that, I still do the million other things that I do throughout the week, and it's, you know, besides that, nothing much has changed, but how about you? (laughs) I'm doing good. I could be better. Looking for a new job right now. A little stressful, but other than that, everything's okay. That's it? That's basically... That's the short short version. That is the long version, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll get into that, I guess, a little bit. A little bit later, you know? All right, well, this week we're going to talk about family fucking dynamics because I am losing my damn mind in this house and I cannot be the only person but it's always interesting to me to when we when, like when I think about family dynamics because my family dynamics are so much different than anybody else that I've met and it's really all that I have to go off of but there's just been so much happening in my house lately that just like other people have to experience this on some kind of level or I'm just crazy or something, but I just, I just find it wild that like my family operates the way it does. And I just want to talk about it and see how everybody else's families operate because I, it drives me absolutely insane. So I know in the boundaries episode, I kind of shared a little bit, I think a tiny bit about me and my family and how we do or don't really set boundaries. Um, 
But I feel like the last couple of months have really tested everything that I've kind of talked about because if you don't know, I was born in Germany. I don't know if a lot of people, if I've said this before, I don't know. I have a really horrible memory. I don't remember if I've mentioned this, but I was born in Germany. And so my grandma's visiting right now from Germany um, for a couple months. She usually comes like a little bit before Christmas and she'll stay for a few months. And so she's staying until February. So she's been here a like a solid three months at this point. Um, and we have like a super difficult history together just because our, our dynamics are, are really different. And me and my mom have our own dynamics and me and my partner have our own dynamics. And so now you're like under this roof with so many different personalities and adults and ways of coping. And it's just been it's kind of been a whirlwind. Um, and just a lot of things are coming up where, you know, it's harder to set boundaries or I'm starting to see, I don't know what you would call it, but I guess the generational gap between like how my mom and my grandma interact, uh, and their relationship. And then how me and my mom interact and what our relationship looks like. And it's just, it's been interesting to kind of see and witness I mean I don't know how our how our dynamics are just so different and like what things my mom values and what things I value it's really been an eye-opening past couple of months and it's just interesting to see like how that affects how I want to raise my family or act with my kids in the future you know and it's just been it's just been interesting. So I just wanted to talk about like family dynamics and how other people's families function and how they're different from mine or what I've seen or I don't know. I just wanted to vent about it because it drives me crazy. So I guess the one thing that's kind of been nagging at my brain is like growing up, I've always had or been told or like you read in books or I don't know, you're just kind of raised culturally to believe that like your grandparents are supposed to be like these really loving you know like jolly old people who like you have the best time with you have the best relationships with and like that's just that just hasn't been my experience growing up and it's just interesting I like I really notice it now in adulthood how different things are I think like when I was little me and my grandparents had a really good relationship for the most part but I was also little like I kind of just had to do what I was told and you know I knew that I liked going to my grandparents because I would get like cookies and chocolate and I mean like they would buy me things but it it was I don't know it was always a little bit different because I would have to like fly to Germany and be with my grandparents for a whole summer and like not have friends and stuff but Now, like, the older I get, like, I'm kind of realizing how not normal our relationship has been, and especially since, like, my grandpa passed away, like, my grandma definitely, I think she is grieving still and, like, going through a lot. Like, I'm not putting anything past her. I do think that genuinely she's probably dealing with a lot, and, like, her daughter lives halfway across the world, and she has really nobody left in Germany to kind of be with her but 
since she's been here, like, I've just really noticed how she's become just a really negative, kind of dark energy, like, looming around the house. And I don't really know why that is. But, I mean, it's not really new for me because she's kind of hated everything that I did my entire life. Like, when I cut my hair really short and started wearing, like, black makeup, like, she hated me and everything that I was. And to this day, it kind of just bleeds into my everyday and it's it's exhausting just listening to somebody like complain and be so negative all the time especially when you've worked so hard to like try to change those things around because you've noticed them early on so there's just been a lot going on with with that and then seeing my mom react to it is just so interesting like I'm kind of caught in this weird gap where my grandma like really pushed me to go to school and get an education but doesn't really respect the profession that I chose so it's like funny to watch her kind of not listen to me and treat me like a child and then my mom you know kind of fall into old habits with her mom and just kind of like having to deal with all that while we live under the same roof together has just been exhausting but I don't know it's just it's really like opened my eyes how I I kind of don't have like that traditional grandma experience and it's been really really sad for me lately but I think the flip side of that was kind of causing me to think about how to deal with negative people in your life who also happen to be your family and I think that's the biggest thing that I've kind of noticed that's like the pattern that I've been seeing is I know when to, not even actually, that's not true. I don't know when always to cut people out, even when I should. And like, it even took my partner literally telling me, like, if why am I letting her just bring my negative energy down? You know, like, I catch myself falling into old patterns, trying to please family members. And I see the same thing happening with my mom when she's trying to like, please her mom and kind of gives up everything to to people please her and I find myself like kind of falling back into these old habits again and it's just I don't know it's been kind of eye-opening and I guess I just want to talk about like how other people manage this stuff like I know there are households that live with several generations within a household like one of my best friends from elementary school like her whole freaking bloodline lives in her house like she's got like the grand great grandparents, grandparents, her parents, her, her daughter, and then there's a couple like grandkids that you know all live in the same household. Like I literally wonder how people manage or like how they deal with other people who don't approve like with so many people in a house, it's literally just us four and it's so stressful. Plus I'm an only child, so it's not like I've ever had like siblings to share that attention with. It's all the focus has always been on me. Like it's literally just me and my mom and that's all my grandma has to worry about and my dad, obviously, but like just us three, that's her whole world. So it's hard sometimes when you don't have that outside perspective to like draw those healthy boundaries with family members. So it's just been super intense. For me personally, I kind of choose not to have a relationship with my grandma like in the way that I probably used to or would like to 
because of all the negativity and all of the things she says, like, she's just, I, I, I don't know how to make it any more clear, but literally every sentence out of this woman's mouth is like something negative or she's complaining about something or she's upset about something. Like she's really just a a very unhappy person, which like makes me sad, but you know, it's been so many years now where, where we try to make her happy and she just like nothing, nothing works. You know, she pushed me to get through school and get my degree. And I thought those things would make her happy. Like, to see her grandchild, you know, being successful or living out the promises that, you know, I made to my grandpa, like my grandfather. So I thought all those things would kind of help, but it seems like the the more that I do, like it's never enough for her. So I've been kind of in this place where I just, I've decided to cut her off completely because I don't need that in my life and I don't need that energy. Um, But obviously my mom still wants to have a relationship with her mom. And so like, you know, that's the whole reason that she's here for these three months. I think if it were up to me, I probably, you know, wouldn't see my grandma for a very long time just because it's not worth, it's not worth that negative energy for me. I really get nothing positive out of it and she gets nothing positive out of it because she's not having a good time or she's not enjoying herself or whatever. So... I've been in a weird place where I'm trying to cut off my grandmother, but my mom is still trying to have a relationship with her. And so there was like a, a a situation that happened the other day where my mom was just like super sick of my grandma's crap, I guess. I mean, they went to, to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway and everything, I guess she was just getting, she was complaining about everything and she was just really unhappy and making it really negative and it was my mom's birthday weekend. So my mom was trying to go to Vegas to have a good time and to like let loose and and they ended up having a really awful time and so I didn't know until they got back um, at the end of the weekend and they had kind of like a falling out and then my mom kind of vented to me. And I gave her the advice, like, you don't have to take that negative energy, like, you have to cut it off or separate yourself from it. And that way you don't absorb her negativity and, like, absorb her anxiety. And I tried to give her all my tips and, like, you know, tell, you know, whatever I could say to make her feel better, to, like, try to find a solution or whatever. But literally, I think the next day, it was one or two days later and she was like, oh, you're right. I'm going to cut off the energy. You know, we're, we're going to cancel our trip because I realized that, you know, every time that we do something with her, like it's kind of reinforcing that negative behavior. So they had canceled their trip initially to go to like San Diego or something. And then not even two days later, I, I overheard them like planning their next trip together. So they had just kind of regressed and, you know, just like keep falling into the same mistakes. And it just blows my mind because... I don't know, like I was, I have been taught myself different now to not be that way and to not fall into those habits and mistakes. And yet I still find myself falling into those habits and mistakes. So it's, it's just been interesting, like kind of processing all this information. So I just wonder what other people do or what advice you would give to someone who, you know, is living with someone who you can't exactly cut off your energy too because they're still a part of the family i actually have not that much experience in that because 
growing up, I did grow up with my grandmother, my grandfather, my mom, and all five of us together in one household, and her boyfriend. So there was a lot of us there, but not a lot of us clashed heads. And what we did, there were so many of us like there that like someone could solely take the blame for something and everybody else was cool or whatever. But then like it, there was just so many people that it never got to the point where like you had to like, I don't know, like where it was just, I don't even know what the word is. You mean like there's so many people that nobody's focused on those little details that every single yeah, person is doing? Basically, or? there's so much going on that you can't focus on the little things that bug you because there's just so many people to talk to or in the way or just whatever. It's just, it's weird. There's no tension like ever or there never was that much tension. But then I was younger and maybe I was just innocent to it and maybe there was a lot of tension, but I don't remember it either. So, I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell you anything else about that. Cutting people off as it is, is hard. I wouldn't know anything about family members. I've never had to cut off somebody in my family because of that. Everyone's been, at least in my immediate family, has been okay. There's nothing crazy like that that's ever happened where... That's, I don't know, that's... That's interesting, though, because nothing like that has ever happened in your immediate family. But, like, it's crazy to me that... I've literally lived with this my entire life. Like, this is my normal. Like, I couldn't picture a family dynamic where there were never any, like, there was never any tension because there was just so much going on. Like, it's just my, it's, it's weird, you know? Like, it's the opposite of what you grew up with. So it's, like, weird for me to imagine. Like, I mean, there was tension, but it was, like, nothing to the point where something had to be done about it. It was just, like, get over it and then... The next day, everything just reset, and it was just fine, but, like, for the most part, it was just, everyone would be home in the mornings, and everyone would just have, like, a giant, like, breakfast, and then everyone would go to work, school, whatever, so there was no one at home for, like, that eight, ten hour stretch, and then everyone would be back by dinner, and then that's it. That was the whole day. There wasn't that much interaction. Like, for me, it was just me and my three brothers and my sister, like, in one room, and, like, that was it. And everybody else had their own separate space. So it wasn't really a lot of clashing. And if it did happen, it was just, I don't know, we just got over it real quick. Just, like, it's not worth fighting over or anything like that. We just let it go, I guess. So I wonder if that's, like, personality or family dynamics. Because, like, the same thing, I don't know, when my grandmother's here, we... I go to work in the morning. We don't see each other all day until pretty much dinner time where either her or my mom are cooking and then we sit down at dinner and you would think it would be like a productive daily conversation like hey how was your day how are things going what'd you accomplish today like you would think that they would be positive interactions after not seeing somebody all day plus you're visiting from another country like you haven't seen your daughter and her granddaughter in years like you would think that it would be a positive interaction but is it just like a personality thing at that point where she's just negative like 24 7 or is that like how grandmas are I just I don't I don't know it blows my mind I really don't get it like I see people so close with their grandparents I don't know yeah that's that's weird for me too because my both of my grandparents live in Mexico so if I ever wanted to see them I'd have to you know fly over there and every time I flew over there it was like once a year once every other year so when I was there it was just you know 
it was like great you don't see them every day so we did have that like close family relationship so I don't know I've never had that experience with my grandparents it was just I don't know if you're gonna travel that far I'd they maybe they saw it as you know they're coming from so far away let's not be negative let's just have fun while they're here while he's here you would think like that that would be the logical yeah thought pattern for if you're visiting family but like yeah it's just crazy to me that it doesn't happen like that in my family like it's it's wild and then it just goes to like i don't know did you ever have like an ultimate authority because i feel like another reason that she is the way she is is because like she's the ultimate authority in the family and we kind of follow that like hierarchy of like we listen and respect our elders i guess to a certain point because like i kind of don't do that anymore as an adult i've outgrown that but like i see my mom doing that like that's her mom that's her like elder and she has to respect her and then she like loses all of her own boundaries and self-respect because she's trying so hard to please her mother like is there like a hierarchy that normally people have i mean that could be it but like within our household early years it was you know of course there was like the higher authority you know but growing up it just it's still there like I still respect you know my parents to a certain degree like if they're going to do something that I don't agree with I'm not going to sit there and take it either but I'll just let them know that I don't you know I don't respect that and that's you know outside of my boundaries so I can't do anything about it and they respect that too they're like okay that's fine but I don't know it's just person to person I guess mm-hmm and that's why it's been so hard because I want to just cut it off. And like in my head, I'm coming at it from the psychology point of view where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to reinforce negative behaviors that I don't want to continue. So every time she comes to me and she's negative or she's complaining about something or she's putting her two cents where it doesn't belong, I want to just cut it out and not listen to it. But it's just, it's hard because she lives here and my mom is still dealing with her and I have to pass her every single day when I go to work. And, you know, like today, for example, I was smoking in my car and I went out to my car and she's like sitting on the porch with my shoes on and she's just giving me the dirtiest looks because she doesn't approve of the fact that I smoke weed. Like she obviously hates it, which I don't mind. Like I've come to terms with the fact that everything that I do will upset her and she's going to hate me for it but like it's so triggering when you're just sitting in your car and you're like looking over and you're paranoid and you just see her making these really you know messed up faces and like talking to herself because she's so angry that you're sitting in your car like smoking weed like it's just mind-blowing to me that I don't know it's it's just crappy I don't know how do you like I don't know I have no respect for that I don't know that's still all new to me like honestly when my grandmother was alive I, I she would smoke with me sometimes so it's not like what? so it's nothing it's out of the ordinary for me like they didn't do it like her and her my grandfather they never did that they just took traditional pain medication or whatever and I was like here try this and they you know they knew what it was but they never tried it and when they tried it I've never seen them so happy in my life and then ever since then like they if I'm over there or whatever they'll have some and it's just, but like I said, I've never had that, so I don't understand it either. It's new to me. 
That is so insane. Yeah. Like, I'm still trying to get my mom to do it, but that's going to be a little bit hard. Because she does complain a lot about, like, pain and this and anxiety, depression. And I'm just like, you could just try it. But that's going to be a process. And I feel like your mom is, like, more free-spirited. Like, from what I've heard about her. Like, I feel like she's more free-spirited, more willing to try that. Like, like she would come around to the idea would, at some point. You would point. think so, but she still hasn't come around to idea that idea. I don't know. It just depends on everybody. Every family is different. I remember our family used to be super strict when my dad was around. Like, extremely strict. Like, I don't know. But that all just ended when they got divorced. And, like, her whole dynamic changed where she just became this chill person. And just didn't care anymore. And just figured, why should I follow all these rules if they don't benefit me? Mm -hmm. And I guess that's how I was raised. Oh, that's an interesting point that you make because my grandma has been divorced and I wonder if, but she went like the complete opposite way. Like she got divorced, like my mom's real dad, he was really outgoing and like really, I think he, he cheated on my grandma. So he was like a little too free spirited, but like he was like a laid back chill person. And my grandma is very like uptight and OCD and has to have things a certain way and that's why my mom probably got anxiety and like was really OCD and expected things to be a certain way but like I don't know when she got divorced and it's funny because my grandma's always had like super relaxed husbands like my grandpas have always been the best they're the most loving like perfect amazing grandpas you could ever imagine it's just like she's not like that like like she never found freedom after she got divorced or like never got happier it's just so weird to see people like the two routes that people can take I guess like some people will become super bitter and angry and some people just like can use that to be better and become better and like do whatever they want to do and then even wilder you have my dad thrown into the mix who just doesn't speak on or act on or do anything ever. Like he just hides and sits there in his calm meditative state like he's Buddha and just has nothing to say, no opinions on the matter. So it's just three generations of women just fighting over boundaries and respect and it's just insane. Like I don't know. And I know you can't relate to that because you're not a woman, but like... It's frustrating when you have three generations of women and you're all trying to, like, create your own morals and, like, moral compass and, like, find your way in the world and, like, do things your way. And, like, you have three generations who just don't approve of what you're doing on top of, like, how things are changing. Like, I'll try to explain to my grandma how things are different now. Like, you can't just go out and buy a house and be like, oh, we have a house now. Like, yay, let's make payment. Like, there's interest and, like, you have to have so much to put down and then you have to have a good job and, like, good jobs are hard to find. School's different. Like, the education system works different from Germany to California and, like, I try to explain these things to her and she just does not get it and she's just so ignorant of the way that things work and, like, what she expects out of people and it's just... Like, I don't know how other people do this. And I've had so many people in my past, not recently, I'm just talking about, like, in my past in general, tell me that, you know, I should be grateful because I'm the only child and so all the attention is on me and everybody just wants to see me succeed and be happy, but, 
like I don't think people understand or can understand like that it adds a lot of pressure too because you're the only link holding like your old family and your new family together like I'm the only child so any kids that I have like that's my grandma's only great-grandchildren so like I don't want to introduce that negative energy to my grandchildren so I'm trying to break that cycle and like break that ancestral trauma that you know because like I understand that my grandma didn't have it easy like they lived through you know, World War II and like, like they were like, I have family members who were forced to, I guess, be in Hitler's army and like, you know, were threatened and had their families threatened and had to do what they had to do to survive. And like, that's all part of our history. And like, my grandma was very poor and they would fight over food. She had what, I think she had like six or eight brothers and sisters And they had to, like, fight over food. And, like, you know, my great-grandparents were not very wealthy. So everything that they have in life, like, they had to fight for. But I don't know. Like, even with all that aside, I just think it's wild that people have it in them to just be, like, super awful to their grandchildren or their kids and just kind of waste their lives, like, not wanting to be better. Like, Just being negative all the time, basically. Yeah. You think that would get tiring after a while? You would think. And it's so frustrating. Like, I literally went to school to be a psychologist. Like, I've raved about how much therapy has helped me. She's seen how much therapy has helped my mom. And, like, anytime we bring up therapy to her, she's very resistant. And she's like, oh, I don't need that crap. I don't need to talk to anybody. And it's such a slap in the face because it's like, hello? Like, I literally got my education to do this. It's so helpful to just talk to somebody and get all of that off your chest and work through all those issues and she just does not want to like work on any of it she thinks that it's like all the sham which is just you know it just makes me really disappointed that I don't want to have that energy in my life like and it just makes me sad because I look around at all my friends like all their grandparents are in the pictures you know if they're still alive like All my friends' kids have their grandparents in the picture and great-grandparents if they're alive. Like, it makes me sad to think that they wouldn't be there just because she wants to be super stubborn. Like, I don't know. If you're listening and your family is like this, please let me know so I don't feel so alone because I, 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 this is just wild to me. Like, I've never met another family with the same dynamics that our family has. I don't know if we're just super broken or... (laughs) <laughs> we're just the prime example of a broken ass family i don't know i yeah. just feel so outcast and that's weird that you say that about you know grandparents like being negative towards their grandchildren and stuff because i know my mom is a you know she's a grandmother now from my other brothers and sisters and she can be in the worst mood ever but as soon as like the grandkids come over she'll she'll just turn it around regardless like uh, what's going on she'll put a smile on her face and you know what do you guys want to eat you know she'll be super happy super positive towards them just because, you know, you don't want to, I don't know, like, they're still kids, they're like, what, nine, ten years old, you don't, they don't, she doesn't want to have them in a negative environment, so, regardless of what's going on, it's just positivity, no matter what, which is still weird to me, like, that anyone could be negative like that for so long. Right, doesn't that sound like a condition to you? I, like, I always joke about it, but I swear, like, my grandmother has sociopathic, like, tendencies, like, she just really lacks empathy when it comes to things like that, which... It, it like it scares me it really does scare me and like I have a very 
that might sound super harsh, like coming from me, but I genuinely like have examples where I just, I question whether she has like moral empathy in that sense, which is like terrifying, but I don't know. It's even harder to just kind of watch my mom like beg and grovel for, you know, her attention and her approval and her acceptance when it's probably not something that she's ever going to get from her. And like, damn, that makes me so sad that like we get one grandma who's alive and present and like that's how she chooses to act. That's just wild to me. So if you're listening and your grandma's like this, like I said, please let me know because I cannot be the only one. Or does everybody just have super loving grandmas who like bake freaking cookies and and just, I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's just so weird to me. I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm sure plenty of people are just like that too. Right. Yeah. Or if you're going through that, like I hope that you know you're not alone. Like I'm dealing with it too and it's very difficult to live in a household and try to cut off that energy. Like I literally have to come in through the door, you know, and turn my back to her and walk up the stairs sometimes because the first thing out of her mouth is something negative and I genuinely have to just ignore her and literally cut it out um, as I'm walking upstairs and just not And then sometimes she'll come in and she'll be super nice too. Like she'll randomly try to talk to me about something positive and then I'll like reinforce that behavior and I'll talk back to her or have a conversation with her, try to like, but then it always goes negative. And as soon as it's negative, I have to walk away. But if you're dealing with something like that, I am so sorry. It is awful. It is like the worst feeling ever. Hope you know you're not alone. (laughs) At least there's one person out there with an awful grandmother that is not always rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, it also just helps to have a good support system on the side as well when something like that's going to happen or happening at home. That's true. Yeah, you have to talk to people about it so you don't feel crazy because if I were to hold all of this in and just think that everything was my fault, I would lose my mind. I'm so glad that I have people to talk to. But... At the end of the day, I guess the advice that I would give, like if I, if I, if somebody were to come to me with this problem and like I were to hear it from somebody else's perspective, I guess I would just, which I guess I'm saying out loud to give myself that advice also. But if I were to hear it from somebody else, like I would probably just tell that person to continue like cutting off that energy and be firm. Oh, that's what I wanted to say too, is What I hear a lot when I tell people to cut people out of their lives because you want to see a change in behavior, right? And a lot of, a lot of times the first thing that people say to me are like, well, I don't want them to think that I don't love them or I, you know, I don't want them to think that I'm punishing them or I don't want to lose them forever or I don't want, you know, something to happen to them tomorrow and then the last thing I said to them was, you know, I don't want to talk to you anymore or whatever. Like, I always get that when I give that advice. But, like, the best example that I can give that resonated with me was when I went to rehab and we were talking about, like, doing interventions for people. And a lot of the time, a lot of the resistance to doing interventions was like, well, I don't want them to hate me. Like, I don't want to do an intervention because then they're going to think that I hate them and I'm trying to get rid of them and like, and I just want them to know that I love them. But 
at the end of the day, the reason that you do the things that you do is because you love people. And like, you'll hear very often that like setting boundaries is an act of love. It's not an act of like cutting people out. It's genuinely trying to set boundaries so that you can be around the person that you want to be around and have healthy boundaries. Like you set boundaries because you want people in your life, not because you don't want them in your life. And so the same goes when you're trying to like cut out family members or something. Like I feel guilt a lot about, you know, well, oh, she flew all the way over here from Germany and like I feel bad. She spent a lot of money on the flight. She brought a lot of Christmas presents for everybody. Like not that that matters because it's material or whatever, but obviously I feel guilt that like she made this big old giant journey to come visit. But at the end of the day, like I have to set boundaries to protect myself and those boundaries are in place so that we can be in each other's lives. So if she chooses to not follow those boundaries, then I feel like she's making a choice to not want to be in my life by not changing her behavior to like, to be around me and like, you know, do those things that would make me feel better or even try. Like I, I, I would need her to like realize that what she's doing is hurtful and kind of realize that she is being negative and like, you know, we're human at the end of the day. Like we have meat computers. Like we can look at our, we can look at our actions and be like, that wasn't cool. Like I know that she has the sense and the the reasoning within her brain to look at her behavior and say, oh yeah, what I said was really negative or yeah, I've been really negative all afternoon. I can't think of one positive thing that I said today. Like I know she's capable of that. So Asking somebody to do things to respect your boundaries in order to be in your life is acceptable. You're allowed to do that and and it can come from a loving place. And like I constantly have to remind myself of that too. So if that's something that like you're going through or you have to go through or you've been questioning or you have a family member who just is really negative and hateful towards you and like you think that you have to accept it because they're family, like... I don't believe that. I believe that you have every right to cut people out and kind of demand the respect that you think you deserve because no one's going to label, you know, no one's going to know your worth like you are. And I know my worth. So when she is negative to me or she talks down to me, like I know that I deserve better than that behavior. So I just think it's okay to cut people out and to not feel bad about having to do that with family as well. And just to try to not feel bad about it or feel bad about it, but just know that it's like coming from a good place or a loving place. And it's because you want to spend more time with them, not because you want to lose them forever. So that's my little piece. Yeah, and it's probably a lot harder for people who are empathetic towards that to actually cut people off because you have that guilt too. Even if you don't think about it, you're going to feel guilty doing that. So it is going to be a little bit harder for people who are like that as well. That's true. Like there's so many more emotions into cutting someone off when you have all that in your head as well. I do forget that people are not empaths sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like there's people out there who can cut people off and not think twice about it because they're just not empaths. It's not a negative thing. It's not a, you know, it's not, it's just some people are just like that. But yeah, you're right. I'm not like that. So it's like hell for me. Yeah. I could imagine that. Like, if I'm sure if one of my family members down the line did something that I just wasn't okay with, I could just cut them off and I would probably be okay with it. But that's just, every person's different with that. Yeah. 
yeah, even when I know I should cut people off, it's hard because like I've said before, I know where people come from. So it's so hard for me to like block that out of my brain. But that's why I think that advice works the best for me is like remembering that you're doing it because you want to spend time with these people and you're doing it out of love. Like setting boundaries is is a very courageous act of love for yourself and for the people that you care about by saying, hey, I'm not going to hang out with you unless I get this in this respect or get this boundary or need met. Like I am aware of my worth and I'm know you know what my time is worth and if you can set those healthy boundaries just to as hard as it is just to try to remind yourself that it's because you love those people yeah and when you do set those boundaries and like you said if they start crossing those boundaries at that point it's not your decision it's they made that decision to cross that boundary and not be in your life so i mean that's also good for you you could yeah it's not like taking away responsibility but it's putting the choice in the other person's court. It's putting the ball in the other person's court by saying, look, because you don't draw boundaries with people that you hate. I'm not going to go up to my enemy and be like, hey, here are my boundaries. Like, I expect I expect you to respect these. Like, it's easy to just cut off people who you genuinely think is an enemy or is not helpful or is toxic or whatever. Like, you're not going to have trouble cutting that person out. If you're feeling guilty, it's because you love that person. Right. You set boundaries and you feel guilty because you love those people and you want you don't want to lose those people ultimately. And, like, so that's okay. That means that you love them and you're doing the right thing by probably setting boundaries. So it's kind of, if you feel that way, it's probably not the wrong way to feel either. But just remember, yeah. Remember, you're doing the right thing by doing that. You don't deserve to be treated like crap. I'm also telling myself that, but yeah. If you need to tell yourself that, you tell yourself that too, because nobody deserves that. Not for not for no family member. I don't care if it's the cutest, sweetest little grandma on the planet with the little reddest cheeks and the whitest hair and the the freshest, most delicious smelling cookies. Are you talking about Miss Claus? I kind of was picturing Miss Claus when I was describing like the perfect grandma. Yes. So if your grandma is Mrs. Claus, you are allowed to set boundaries with that bitch. I'm just kidding. That's enough cookies this year. So yeah, I don't know. Tell me how you guys feel. Like I said, I know a lot of different family dynamics if I'm just thinking about my friends and you know like families that I've met there which I've met a lot of families throughout my life like they've all been super different so if you guys have any tips or helpful advice for how I can I don't know try to get through to this negative grumpy woman please let me know if not we'll see you next week for hopefully a more I think you just need to do you boo boo I'm trying. I'm trying. It's hard. You know, sometimes I need feedback from the community to like feel good about my decisions too. Or I need support from, from my tribe because I'm struggling right now. It's difficult. You know, my empath is like struggling right now, especially when I'm in the car trying to smoke my blunt, trying to relax. And she's out there like throwing me the dirtiest looks on God's green earth. You know, it gets a little difficult sometimes. I just need that outside support also. So It's just nice to hear that you're not alone. So thank you for hanging out and listening to me vent for like 45 (laughs) minutes. I appreciate it. If you have any feedback or want to reach out, please, I welcome it. Um, Pretty sure Glenn doesn't want you to contact him. So please leave this man's alone (laughs) while he remains 
incognito on the interwebs. <laughs> Maybe you can catch him soon on Twitch at a animal underscore MX when he starts streaming. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't plug me in here. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no so plugs. don't... Pl- oh, okay, no never plugs. mind. Don't follow this man. He has no plans on doing anything ever. Exactly. Don't follow me on Animal MX. Do not do that. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Do not hit that follow button. Reverse psychology then. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see you next week. I hope this wasn't... It probably was too chaotic for you. I'm sorry. I apologize. But, you know... We'll see what happens next week. Hopefully it's a little more put together. And I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you take time for self-care. I hope you remember that you are worthy and you are beautiful. And there is a reason that you were on this planet and that you found this podcast. Um, as always, we are on Twitter at WeedWildWokePC and on Instagram and Twitch at Mina Pizza Queen. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Stay high. Bye. Let's go smoke a blunt. <laughs> <laughs>